All right, welcome to episode 20 of the High Five Download Podcast. We made it to episode 20, and this will be our last episode of the year. So we are going to do the best of 2016. And we have, well, let me throw it over to my co-host, Demetrio Lucero. Hello, how are you doing, Chris? Uh, Why don't you introduce our guests? We have some returning... We have some returning guests. We thought for the end of the year, we'd bring back some people who visited us past this past mm, year made really made shows. for good episodes made for some good episodes as well so we have kurt uh kurt go ahead and introduce yourself hey, uh, remind people you were on episode i was on the episode about music documentaries music documentaries i'm kurt uh i like things and art and jokes and episode things. 12 actually thank you chris yes <laughs> got the rundown over here thank you Thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah, for sure. Kurt, for and sure. We also have uh, Chris's better half, uh, Naomi. Hey. Naomi was on episode um, five. Five. And uh, I think that eight. Was the episode I wasn't here. Episode eight. You episode were not eight here. was the mixtape. Was the mixtape ology? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I was here for pop music. I was here for um, mixtape ology. I uh, am a self-proclaimed uh, pop music. Uh, aficionado, and I am also a Zumba instructor for Denver Parks and Rec, and um, I am Chris's wife, and so <laughs> in order for him to keep the peace in his marriage, he has to put me on at least a few podcasts a year. So that, that was in the Three a year. That was in yeah, the vows, That right? was in the vows. Yep. That was yep. in the unspoken vows. Uh, okay. Yes. That was me looking him in the eye and giving him the evil eye and being like, you gotta let me on that podcast. So here I am. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> Three a year. Right. And last but not least, we have Karma Lee, uh, artist extraordinaire, painter. Hello. Karma was on episode 16? Yes, I think. 17? Uh, 17. 17. 17. Oh, so close. So close. Dead people. Dead artist. Dead artist. Muertos. Dead artist. 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 Dead <laughs> yes, which is Kurt. I miss you. I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> Sister. <laughs> so so we're going to go with uh, our top five anythings from 2016, basically. It, it could be anything you want. It could be a movie. It could be an album. It could be a moment. Um, it's really wide open, so I'm really curious to see what everybody came up with. And also, instead of doing like our five worst things, we're just going to do a collective low five we're going to focus on the positives of this past year and at the end we'll each <laughs> we'll each contribute was. one worst of other than trump so that's the only rule. oh that's the rule yeah okay, okay. so okay. so think of something uh, new all right <laughs> <laughs> i got it right. so yeah so that's 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 gonna be our low five when we get to it and um i guess we're just gonna go in a circle i know that means nothing to you people listening right now but um <laughs> We're gonna have Demi start it off, yeah, and I'll then it. I'll end the, each one too. So okay. Demi's yeah. gonna give us his number five uh, yep. favorite thing My of favorite 2016. Thing of I think a lot of mine were. I was picking a lot of pop culture stuff. So well, that's what we we're about. And this so. is in no particular order as I go in. So number five could be number one. It's just you know, how do you rank a movie over a song or like a you know like a moment over a show or something like that. Wow. So. Anyway, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, in, in no particular order, it's cool. It's all, all right. cool. Well, my number five is the movie, my only movie on my list, uh, the movie Deadpool. 
okay. out in March. I think it was March this year. <laughs> February, actually. February. Yeah. Uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, the fourth wall bashing uh, Deadpool kind of subverted the whole superhero genre, you know, and it became uh, sort of a little mini phenomenon as far as uh, no one was expecting this movie to be as big as it was, and it was also unexpected because they were so faithful to the comic book material. And everyone thought, like, well, maybe it'll kind of turn into, like, a cult movie and, you know, be, like, one of those midnight movies that people will go see. But this movie made a lot of money, and it was very deserved of uh, everything it was. It was funny, and the action was great, um, and the performances were outstanding. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's one of those movies you never, like, I don't know, ten years ago, you'd, you'd never imagine that they'd make a Deadpool movie true to... True to what it was. Or the, the, and the, the famous source material from it. And it's kind of funny. It reminds me of, like... Back in the day, in the Wizard Magazine comic, used to always print the. They'd right. have these fake movie ideas, it like, like and who should star in them. Like, wishes, all yeah. these movies w- are made now. Are made now, yeah. You know? yeah. And it's, it's crazy. And it it kind of reminded me of, like, going even back, it kind of like, it was sort of like an 80s movie, as far as, like, the action, like, A Big Trouble in Little China, where it was comedy, a lot of comedy, mixed with action, you know, not taking itself too seriously, a wink to the audience. And so it was also that sort of like throwback that I felt was uh, really well done. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's my number Anybody five. Anybody else want to chime in on Deadpool? Is it? Anybody else see Deadpool? <laughs> so I recommend it to everybody. Yeah. Is your worst thing that the director of the movie quit for the sequel? Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's going to be kind of, because he was the one that sort of started it out. He was the one that, that pushed to get it done. He secretly released this CGI footage yeah, that, that got out there, that got a lot of people interested yeah, in the movie. And basically, yeah, and it got shared all over got like social all over, media and everything. And that's what the studio was like, oh, okay, I guess there's, there's an audience for this. For this yeah. yeah, there's a market for it. So without that, I mean, I know Ryan Reynolds was a lot, had a lot to do with that movie and the direction of it, but... Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So that's a little bit of a low. Maybe that'll be a low five for next year or the year or 2018 when that movie comes out. Let's hope not. Let's, yeah, hope, it's, okay. let's hope it's still yeah, pretty that's awesome. That's I haven't okay. seen John Wick, but it's from that director, and people love John Wick. Okay. All right. So maybe the sequel okay. will be not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really funny. That was the problem, you know? Right, yeah. So John Wick was not funny. He's got like a comedy in that. Yeah. There's nothing funny about dogs getting killed. Right. <laughs> Lots of other people too. Yeah, yeah. because they killed <laughs> yeah. the dog. Because they killed the dog. <laughs> Spoiler <yeah>. alert. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're moving on to Karma uh, for number five. Uh, all right. So uh, starting off the year in January, uh, I love travel. It's a huge thing uh, about my personality. I love traveling by myself. Um, went to San Francisco uh, again. It's my favorite place in the U.S. And visited my best friend and her daughter. And while I was there, did a ton of cool stuff. But I got to be one of like three people in a bar in SF watching the Broncos win the AFC Championship game, which was super rad. <laughs> and everybody's faces were like completely devastated when we won. And my friend and I were like cheersing. And then like, <laughs> another dude we ran to like high five. So nice. uh, that was pretty rad. That was a lot of fun uh, being in a new city. We went to a couple of different places and a couple of different bars and watched the game. And we were, you know. A handful of Broncos fans in SF, so it was pretty tight. Nice. That was a lot of fun. That's always fun, yeah. too. And it was a friend that I've been friends with for like 25 years, so he lives in Oakland now. It was a good little reunion slash party mug. I liked it. Oh, nice. Cool, yeah. Pretty much in like Raider territory celebrating. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> 49ers, but that's okay. Well, yeah, cross the bay. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> Close enough. That must be what Raiders fans feel like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I shouldn't say anything now because the Raiders are doing good. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Naomi, number five. My number five is Negan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Negan on The Walking Dead. <laughs> I almost had him as my worst of 2016, but I couldn't do it because he brought so much to the show and they made him so damn handsome. <laughs> Fine. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, is so good. And handsome, and that <laughs> smile, and oh, they made a good choice. God, I hate yeah. that. With that <laughs> <laughs> so men hate him, but you ask any woman, and she's like, "Well, <laughs> I mean, like he's the ultimate bad just, boy." That's you how know? good he plays Absolutely. the role, you know? yeah. yeah, and you know, like in the comic book, he's like this larger-than-life character. He's almost just like a cartoon. Um, I mean, it's all cartoon because it's comics, but it's like he's just—it's unbelievable, almost. Um, his character in the comic book so I was interested in seeing how they were going to make that you know translate that into an actual you know real life character and I think they did a great job and he is such a bad boy and he's like he, you know like for women uh, tell me if this is wrong but for women he's like he could sexually assault you in a, in a good way, and it would—it's like <laughs> <not> by sexually <laughs> assault she means smack your ass and grab your hair. Yeah, not in a grab your pussy kind of way, like <laughs> Donald Trump, but more like oh, a okay. like a Scarlett O'Hara, Rhett Butler kind of way, like give yeah. you a love tap across the face and like throw you over his shoulder. <laughs> and like I'm a total feminist, but in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be Megan's bitch, dude. I, I don't know. I don't whatever, know. whatever it takes to survive, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's pretty hot, so Got a lot of jacket. wouldn't suck. So I just wish his name wasn't Negan because it just it sounds like a, a diet supplement or something. <laughs> I, I think it was something like hardcore like Brock or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's I've never heard of the name Negan before, so Me neither. He's the only one he'll he'll be the only Negan for Till the remake. Yeah, exactly. Till the <laughs> reboot, yeah. But uh, here's a little interesting thing. I'm in this uh, Facebook group. Um, they're actually called the Colorado Comic Enthusiasts. And they're okay. I'm not, like, totally endorsed them. Like, they're the coolest people in the world. But there's this guy in there who does these, like, brackets, these fanboy brackets. And it's, like, <laughs> vote for, like... So he's doing this, like, ultimate fanboy bracket right now. And he started... The matchup was Punisher and Negan. And I, like, voted for Punisher right away because I hated Negan. And then I started thinking about it, and I'm like... You know what? The Punisher's really not that cool of a character. The reason I did that is because Negan is such a strong villain that I hate him, you know? Yeah, so yeah. he's actually the better character. Really, Punisher's got know? so much steez. He's yeah. got the coolest costume in all of Marvel. Well, that's why, yeah, I, you know, it's a tough... It's kind of just... He's very one-dimensional. kind. You know, I don't know. But anyways, I, I started <laughs> thinking... <laughs> I, had, I regretted my vote for the Punisher. <laughs> Hey. That's the first I've ever heard the Punisher described as a jock, too. That's interesting. Well, he just, that I don't know. Mean? Like, that's for me from watching the movies. He always just kind of has yeah, that, like, well, Dolph Lundgren right. played him in that. Yeah, he just kind of has, like, that, like... Yeah. He is the misfits of comic book characters. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's still badass, but I just... Yeah. So that was a good matchup, though. I mean, I don't even know who won. Finally, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, Negan is... He's a villain, but uh, as you... Um, I don't know. In the comic book, as the story develops you kind of start to understand a little bit. Like, he has law and order. Maybe it's not the law and order the good guys would agree with, but he, in his mind, he's justified that he is doing the right thing because that's what it takes to lead a community. And so once you get to know him in the comics, you almost start to empathize with him a little bit. And then, and then it's Jeffrey Dean 
important to women. Yeah, well, I, I agree with anything he says. I think him as an actor, he played Denny on Grey's Anatomy, and it was like such a soft, like sensual character, and like I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the reference, but that's but cool. True. No, no, but like somebody is so just violent, and like he just does that role so good, like without pause. You don't question that he's a bad guy at all. Like from just seeing him in other stuff, and specifically mm -hmm. that. Uh, well, TV I mean, role the, the is, amount that I hate him is the, just yeah, a testament to how well he's playing that. It's so good. I'm. Super approving of that choice. Maybe Kurt, <laughs> Kurt would agree with this. Do you think he's kind of channeling the comedian from Watch from Watchmen? I've literally been thinking that for yeah, like four right. minutes. Four being like <laughs> since, since I started watching, since I saw him on The Walking Dead as Negan, I was like, wow, it's kind of a comedian all over again. He's yeah, which is great too. The comedian survived into a zombie post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, you know, for sure. Anyway, that was from the movie Watchmen. He okay. was perfect, perfect casting. Yeah. yeah, he was perfect casting, which made him per made him makes him perfect casting. He was probably like that movie wasn't as good as it could have been. I'm gonna keep all my ideas right. and put it into another character right. for a worse comic, but a better show. <laughs> now there you go. All right. Good number five. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Excellent. All right, we're Excellent. on to Kurt. It's number five. I hope that I'm not the only person who did a meme. As number five, <laughs> no, but, uh, but uh, I'm going a with a meme. <laughs> oh, damn it! Uh, a meme is a uh, pass around the internet uh, <laughs> GIF or image or whatever. I thought it was a meme. Hey, it's a moo moo. Uh, but I'm going with uh, Dat Boy, the unicycle riding frog that said, "Oh shit, what up?" Uh, and uh, my I corner. I haven't seen this one. Check I it out. It's it. Dat Boy. It's a frog on a unicycle, and it says, "Oh shit, what up?" Um, but I feel like it's. Uh, my corner of the internet really rallied behind this and uh, it's so pure because it comes from nothing it's just literally this stupid image that everyone on my internet really got behind you know we all have our own personal internet uh, but it true. was quickly killed Let's by see. Harambe memes oh, um, uh, and you know Harambe is Jordan memes that's too, too bad. that's oh, but you know 15,000 people didn't vote for that boy for president so uh, this is much purer it's pure uh, I, wonder, I wonder from what corner of the internet Kurt comes from because I'm kind of curious <laughs> a little scared ah, it's weird my internet's weird it's mostly curious, VHS horror collectors and frog memes <laughs> Is that the one that says, oh, there's, there's like one where they have more of them. It says, we dim boys. Too. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I have a completely different internet than you do. But do you kind <laughs> of enjoy that? Is your corner different than Kurt's corner? Uh... Yeah. You, you don't have to know. You don't have to know much. It's really pure. It's just that image. I mean, they Photoshop it. I like this it. meme that has the frog with kind of stoner eyes looking at that frog uh, meme. Uh, that frog <laughs> was amazing. His name's Pepe, but um, but well, you know, the, it's a big meme if it's already been copied. But and like the yeah. the, the Pepe <laughs> meme got co-opted by the alt right and is now a anti-Semitic symbol. Oh man! Uh, so that one died. Oh yeah, I saw that. You heard? Awesome. You saw that? Some Jesus. girl got it tattooed on her. Yeah, head. but uh, uh, that boy's pure. <laughs> That's just pure frog riding in uni unicycle saying, oh, shit, what up? <laughs> and, oh, shit, what up? That was my right, five. Dude. Yes, <laughs> I love this list already. This is all over the place. We are all over the place. All right, so my number five, five. My number five is an album that I added at the last minute, and it is a Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Sweet. Um, Excellent. <clears throat> I listened to it when it came out, and... I don't know, it was kind of just on the background, I didn't really focus on it enough, and then 
I uh, went back and was listening to it the past couple of days, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna make my it's gonna make my list, man. It's uh, it's just the throwback to like the hip hop that I enjoyed in the '90s and my my golden era of hip hop, I guess. You know, I'm I'm the old guy, get off my lawn type of uh, hip hop fan. So and that's <laughs> what I kind of feel like the title means too. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah we got it from here. You know, like we're we're taking back over mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I mean. Just with it, and like all the tracks were produced by Q- Q-Tip, and like the fr- just like within the first three songs, there's just like oddball little samples and stuff. Like yeah, like the, there's like the Vincent Price Wonka laughing Willy yeah. Wonka, and yeah. like a Dolomite sample in the first three mm-hmm. songs, you know. Yeah. And then they sample some of their other songs, like in some of the new songs, and I just I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of like cross-referencing your old material, like sampling from that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it has like Busta Rhymes and. You know the yeah. old dudes that were on Consequence that were on the previous albums, but then you know you still get like Kanye and Kendrick Lamar, so it's kind of yeah. like it's just a perfect blend of like the classic '90s golden age of hip hop with um, with some contemporary rap artists mixed in as well, and still able to you know it's there's like political undertones that of what's going on in in the world already in it. You know, I mean, it seems like they they recorded it in like less than a year here and um yeah of course five thought died in mid mid album and they still finished it and everything so i mean i don't know it kind of it reminds me of the um beastie boys hot sauce committee their last album where mca died yeah. mid in the middle of making it too and right they you still could, you could kind of hear it in his voice yeah and, there's, and there's still 100%. kind of like you know there's kind of jumbled tracks where you can tell where like they're trying to make something out of what they had on tape what you know had, yeah but it still works, you know. It's it's not their greatest album ever, and same with that Beastie right. Boys one. But it's still like a fucking Beastie Boys album. It's still a Tribe Called Quest album, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my number five. Excellent. We got it from okay. here. Thank awesome. you for your service. Very very good. <laughs> good number five. It is a good number five. Um, I'll continue that trend. I'll go with my next one. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say uh, that's why he doesn't rank these, dude. Yeah. For the yeah. Because I like to see what's what's going on. What's going on? What's happening with people? Uh, mine is Chance the Rapper and his album The Coloring Book. Yeah. That was my probably my favorite album of the year. It's, well, I don't know if my favorite, but it's the one I listen to constantly. And it's the one that Spotify kept like reminding me of, like, wow, you're listening to this a lot. Don't you want to try something else? Like, we have other music. Nope. But, um, yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was also very different. Like, I've never listened to a gospel soul rap album before. I mean, I've heard them, but I've never, you know, I've just, I guess I've just never been that entrenched in one before and I figure like you know 90% of the tracks are just excellent and same things that you liked about the Tribe album I sort of liked about this one you know this was felt like it was nostalgia in a way that he was kind of going back to sampling 80s sort of hits and things and so I, I got to revisit it. I listened to it like once or twice and thought it was pretty cool, but just yeah. I didn't get a chance to and fully it get into like it. It also felt like it could have been like, it, uh, I don't know, it also felt like it could have been like a musical at some point. You know, some of the songs just felt like they felt real showy or something. And I was like, well, this sounds like he's telling, it was definitely like a story that was being told. So you kind of got that too. kind of sort of had a concept album, maybe a little bit. Like maybe he was thinking about that. And some of the tracks kind of go together as a story about him growing up and you know, his, his grandparents and things like that. So anyway. That would be my number four number of four. the year. Cool. Yeah. Kurt, you look like you wanted to chime in on that. Yeah, I'm really glad Chance found God on this record because... That I mean, was... Because I... Okay, so that is that it? Is that what is that the point? I think so, because I, okay. I went to a Coachella where he didn't show because he was up too late the night before partying with Bieber. 
and and oh, I, and it was like, yo, Chance, you're the shit. But I was kind of like, I was kind of like, fuck you, Chance the Rapper. Like, show up to Coachella. Like, yeah, it's yeah. your fucking job. Yeah. Show up to Coachella. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, hey, if finding God makes you be this uh, spokesman for uh, your entire city when Kanye's off the fucking rails, yeah. it's like power to you, man. Like that album's beautiful, and yeah. put your soul, put your gospel on there because his belief in God is real, and it's much better than his Kit Kat commercial. <laughs> Which was just bizarre, right? When you saw that, that the first time, you're just kind of like... I was just like, what the fuck is going on? You thought it was like a joke, and you're like, okay, well, sure. <laughs> watch Chance the Rapper sell Kit Kats. Take that 80 grand. really weird. That's what you have to do when you miss, when you miss the Coachella date and miss that Coachella check, man. You gotta oh, they still pay you. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Probably. Damn. Cold. Can't hang with Bieber. Can't even hang with Bieber. Who can? Because <laughs> if you're done partying with Bieber, you have to find God. Yeah. Right? That's, That's the next step. See the body explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of my, my, my things are personal events because I've kind of removed myself from pop culture. I don't know why I like pop culture. I just haven't been really attentive to movies and music and stuff. So mine is local scene. Uh, we had the most rad thing called a Babe BQ. Tui's owner, Alyssa and Priscilla, um, shut down the bar for a couple hours and we ended up having a huge potluck with all kinds of women from all different walks of the city that are creators, musicians, uh, you know, artists of all kinds, jewelers, things like that, and had a huge potluck. And it was really, really rad in a time where like women don't, like there's just such a disconnect I feel like with women right now, like there's the super hot Instagram selfie chick and then there's like the rest of us. And (laughs) 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 Um, so I don't know, it was just really cool. We ended up doing this huge potluck and then we bar hopped all over Colfax and like, I don't know, in a city that's changing so much right now, it's really dope to have like all these women who've like lived here for a long time or met because of the arts and uh, proceeded to get super faded at Charlie's you know, icon of like the gay Colfax scene and then going to the Squire and then uh, I can was like pretty hammered and convinced Burger King to sell me an entire <laughs> bag that you put all of your food in of french fries for like eight bucks and brought it to the Squire to feed everybody because we were trashed. I think you both really won out <laughs> on that nice. deal. Yeah. Eight bucks for a bag of french yeah, fries? <laughs> I was just like, here's a thing. So, and she was super cool and was like, all right, you're fucking wasted to get out of here. <laughs> uh, oh, and we went to uh, Streets of London. So it was a pretty rad, like, local, wow. like, That's iconic hype. Denver day slash evening back to Tui's. And, uh, made a lot of good friends, too. I met a lot of really rad women. Women, uh, and a lot of cool chicks, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> kind of a dive bar. Sounds cool. Too. Yeah. That's all, all, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> Except for the squire is real pretty now. It doesn't smell that bad. Really? Yeah. It's, it's nice, oh, but it's clean. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like Karma probably, like, pulled her pussy power card on that bag of french fries. Like, girl. Fresh fresh fries. Fries. <laughs> we need salt. <laughs> See this bag? Don't stop until it's filled with fresh fries. Come on, girl power. We also <laughs> got like the random onion ring in there a few times, which was also <laughs> totally like, key. That's the golden ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's the prize. Yeah. The box. Mm-hmm. The one onion ring, the lone onion Yes. <laughs> All right, Naomi, number hey. four. My number four is 
Dave Chappelle's comeback. Yeah. I love Dave Chappelle. I love, love, love Dave Chappelle. And he came back to Saturday Night Live the Saturday after the election. And we needed Dave Chappelle to pull us together. I just think he's a wonderful comedian. And he's kind of one of those comedians that, um, a black comedian that white people can, can swallow. So, you know, and like, you <laughs> I'm sure he like would approve. I'm sure he would approve of it. But I mean, he came out with this awesome monologue and like, even, you know, his last line of the monologue was like, I'm going to give this new president a chance and I hope he gives us one too. And it was just like, oh, got me in the feels. And then, and then Saturday Night Live was a riot, man. He did the, you know, he did the Negan scene on Saturday Night Live where Which he was like, and then you know on Facebook of course because that's where I get all my news um, I hear that he's doing you know a comedy three comedy deal with Netflix and so he's gonna have these comedy specials on Netflix and I'm just really glad because Dave Chappelle's awesome awesome guy awesome comedian and um, I'm glad he's back I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got. He got 60 million for those specials too. Damn! Away from 50 million, so it's like he's evening out. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Damn. Less, uh, I guess, less responsibility too. Oh. You, you know, one hand you have your own show, you have to you know, work the politics with the network. This is just like, yeah, here's some money, go make some concerts. And yeah. two of them were mm -hmm. on a shelf. Oh really? Two of them were already <laughs> shot. He had them. Yes. Wow. So he, they were just like, here, here's $40 million or something yeah. you already did. <laughs> yeah. We'll pay you 20 to do one stand-up. one more, yeah. <laughs> it's oh. badass. Yeah, he's awesome. Badass. He's awesome. Well, that was a great I'll watch him. I will watch them, too. For sure. That was so exciting to hear about it, too, when you first like heard that he was going to be on SNL. Yeah, it was SNL and yeah, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, with Tribe Called Quest. With Tribe Called yeah. Quest. And you were like, what? Like you, like, you thought you were dreaming or something. Yeah, so like, kind of. We were like, what would you like to see on Saturday Night Live? You should pull on Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, that'll never happen. And then you yeah. And, and the timing was impeccable. Like, we yeah, needed that after this awful election season for everybody. Like, it was just, we were exhausted. We hadn't laughed in a whole fucking year, you know? And and it was just great to just have have that come back. So I'm great. glad Chappelle's back. Yeah, it was a great episode. I particularly enjoyed the one where the... The white people shocked about the, the, about the election. About the election and yeah, the, Chris the, Rock. Yeah, and Chris Rock made a cameo and they're yeah. just like, yeah, that was really. Yeah, it was kind of strange. How the Chris white Rock people was younger than Dave Chappelle. I don't know. Just <laughs> Stress <laughs> probably ages you. I think Dave Chappelle. He was just so skinny, man, back That's in true. the day, dude. That is you true. Know, he like, was super skinny. Yeah. yeah. And now he just looks kind of. He's kind of jacked and he just looks normal. But yeah, like wow, I remember that really skinny, crazy dude. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I'll All right. take my four. Yeah, Kurt, number four. Uh, so mine's local as well. All right. Uh, there's, a, there's a comedy show uh, called Talk Showdown at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse that I think is awesome. I'm a part of it, so uh, I can blow myself up a little bit. But nah, it's mostly cool. these two other dudes. It's Andrew Curtis Four Lines and William Montgomery. They're these two Denver comedians. Andrew Curtis Four Lines? Four Lines. Okay. And William Montgomery. Uh, William Montgomery is like a self-aware Andy Kaufman, but like through a Harmony Corinne lens. Whoa. Really weird. <laughs> and then Andrew Curtis, Curtis Four Lines is like this really nice, proper guy. That, and they both host a talk sh show. And uh, they host it at 
they host very divergent talk shows at the same time. Okay. So it's uh, basically chaos every time they do it. Okay. Uh, it's really funny. It's like the talk show comedy genre, like Eric Andre and Space Coast Coast to Coast. Mm. Like one of my favorite genres, anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like these guys just and Eric yeah, okay. these guys just crush it. But like one of them's very normal, and the other one's very weird. And they're both brilliant separately. And uh, anyone in Denver should check out anything from either of these guys. Come to Talk Showdown. It's some Saturdays. <laughs> Okay. Uh, at 11 p.m. It's free at Voodoo Comedy Playhouse, which is an awesome theater. Unless they're partying with Bieber, then... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bieber comes through town, like, we all go out, and we yeah. all take one shot, and we go to sleep. Because <laughs> we got shows to do tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. Sounds fun, man. I'd like to check yeah. that out for sure, too. All right, my number four. Um, kind of going to stick with kind of hip-hop and comic books, actually. Um Back at the back in 2014, Marvel Comics did this giant event where they redid the Secret Wars all over again, which is just this ridiculously complex story. But at the end of it all, they basically restarted the whole Marvel universe. So every single ish, every single comic title restarted back again with issue one again, and that they started those started coming out at the very end of 2015. And for the Ish, for the for each number one issue, they started doing these Marvel hip hop variant covers, where they take oh, very nice. where they take uh, nice. an iconic hip hop yeah. album cover and recreate it with the Marvel characters or whatever. Yeah. So they they did these all throughout 2016. They've done about 50 different ones. I, I yeah. brought I brought the little book to show you guys, man. Yeah. So I'll pass that around, but it's it's just so cool. Anybody and um, you go online and just look up Marvel Hip Hop. Yeah, and so and it's one of those funny things too, like that group I was telling you about on Facebook when they when they first came out. There's some bunch of some old get off my lawn comic book type people, and they're like, I just don't get these hip hop covers. They, right. I don't understand what they're referencing. They make no sense yeah. to me. <laughs> um, you know, I like they don't even yeah, <laughs> they don't even take up the whole it's cover. You know, because I mean. <laughs> The covers are, you know, al album covers are not the same dimension as, as like a, has like a hip hop cover you know, or an album cover and whatnot. So, yeah. But it's so cool. They do like they such, do such crazy. Job of like yeah, they do modern hip hop. They, they do old like you know obscure These stuff. Like yeah, they did like Grave Diggers. They did mm -hmm. like yeah, there's um, a Mob Deep reference right yeah, here. Yeah, Mob Deep. They do like Far Side. Far like side even Fugees. really crazy like Cool Keith. Yeah, Black Elvis, just really crazy, obscure ones, and it's just they're awesome, man. It was they're one totally of the best cool. Things that Marvel's done in years. Yeah, so just like years. It's totally yeah, like there's like Method Man. And it had nothing to do with the story inside. Like no, nothing. It's just it's just, just a strictly a, 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 a kind of a gimmick to sell yeah. variant covers. Yeah, but yeah. I mean. I work but at a comic shop and they are impossible to keep in stock. Man. And you want to like, you almost want to frame these. Yeah. So I, yeah, they, I, I got a, they did a hardcover that just reprinted a majority of the first idea. round that they did. So I, I was like, you know what? I can't buy all these issues, but I'll buy the hardcover. And That's all you need is pass just it around. Yeah. Look at that <laughs> picture and go, oh. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. Deadpool and uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, the paid in full. This is pretty. Yeah. Cool. It yeah. is very cool. So, anyways, I passed it around. Uh, if you're listening online, just Google Marvel Hip Hop variant covers and check you'll it want out. You'll want one. And you'll, you'll want yeah, it. you'll want it. There's a Squirrel Girl Tyler the Creator. Yeah, the one Squirrel Girl like Tyler the Creator. So meta and right out there, there. It's right there on the cover. That yeah. I'm like, wow, that's yeah, too like, good. Yeah, like who? <laughs> even her face. Even and the, her like face the Howard the Duck ODB one on the back is great too. Like the the uh, <laughs> yeah the <old> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so. That's my number four of the Marvel hip-hop variant covers.
that was. And they're still awesome. coming out. Too, I totally so. forgot about that. So thank you. That's gonna be on my honorable mention. <laughs> All right. <laughs> very <laughs> cool. Very cool. Steal that. That's gonna be on my Christmas list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that, that brings us to number, number three. three okay. Dimitri, number three. All right. I'm gonna. I guess I'm keeping it kind of simple with that because everybody's got like these experiences and these cool local things they're doing. But I'm gonna go with something boring. Go go to TV, and I'm gonna Fair go enough. with uh, Stranger Things, the ep- the show on Netflix. Ah, yeah. The uh, right. episode homage to yeah. 80s supernatural thrillers. Um, got a healthy mixture of Steven Spielberg and Stephen King. A rad uh, homage to John Carpenter uh, music with the theme and the music that runs through the entire show. And um, the, the, the scene of them fighting in the alley was an homage to, to the They Live, to the the they live never ending fight scene, too. Uh, There's lots of stuff yeah, in that. Yeah, it's just a total hodgepodge of like what I grew up with. So it's like my childhood, you know, nostalgia and experience just come to life again. And it's like it's one of those things where I was like, oh, damn, like, why didn't I think of this? Like, I know I could, you know, I could do something like this because that's what I grew up with. I grew up with all this shit. You can. It's so well executed. You can and you will. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a badass little girl that's the hero. And she's the the main, yeah. She was a wonderful actress. Mm -hmm. She was a wonderful character. And that a little girl was out there kicking ass. Like, my inner child was like, yeah! (laughs) Like, I was so happy because... You know, I was a tomboy, and I'm sure there's a lot of women my age out there who remember this age of like the horror movies and Monster and, Squad. And, <laughs> and you know, and the and the girls were always yeah. so they it were was, they were dandles. just wussy. Yeah, they, they were the damsels dandles. in distress, and this yeah. girl was the hero, and she was a badass. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought that was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think like Grant Morrison said something like he's a a writer who said something like you with a character like. Her name was Eleven, Eleven. in the show. Yeah. With a character like Eleven, in any other kind of like monster movie, the monster would follow her into the alley, and then the monster would come out. But in Stranger Things, the monster follows her into the alley, and Eleven comes yeah. out. Yeah. So that's you know it's a nice way to put it. But yeah, yes. it's, it's a pretty great and amazing show. So I hope season two will be just as good. I think it tied the whole like country like behind horror for five minutes too, which yeah. is like amazing because that never them of, that like, never like, happens. Yeah. They're like, oh, I love those things, and I'm like, where you been all my past tw- eleven <laughs> months? <laughs> it was the rare thing that like almost everyone could agree on, you know? Right. Like, it's right. very rare that people are like, this is pretty good, you know? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I was waiting for it to snow and like bench watch the whole thing. Uh, and <laughs> barely, it's kind of snowed, yeah. so forgive me. But <laughs> to make up for that, uh, local artist, good friend of mine, Jer, uh, did a huge mural that was an homage to Stranger Things what? in the what? alley um, over in the Rhino. It was for Colorado Crush. Oh, nice. Uh, he did it. It's dope, and he's an awesome. Work? Yeah, he okay. just finished it up. I think he finished it up this month. But it's huge. It's the whole alley. I think. That's awesome. West or, I don't know, between like 26th and 27th, Larimer and Walnut or something. But right in that general area in Alley. So if you're a local Denver person awesome. or not, check that out. Just come check here for it. it. Come and here for it. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Thank Travel. You. Well, it's number three for you anyways, Karma. So. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, number three. So I love video games, but old video games, N- Nintendo and um, Mario Kart. And so did my friends, because they're nerds. So my friend just turned 36, <laughs> and that was her like birthday wish, was to do a Mario Kart birthday theme. So parents, nephew, or her son, um, nephew, brother, sister, everybody got dressed up in their favorite Mario Kart character. Wow. Parents' house had like 
I mean, the decorations, the whole nine, mind you, again, this is for a 36 year old. So, um, <laughs> nice. hats, the whole nine. Like, it was, it was super fun. But then, uh, after we did the family birthday party, and this is people I've been friends with, this is like my family, like, that are my friends. Um, I lost Chica's crew. We all got together and went to, um, Adventureland or wherever is like the one big one over in Westminster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and went go karting slash Mario karting oh, uh, with that, with the whole crew, and it w- played adventure golf in costume. It was in costume, it was super fun. Huh. Uh, yeah, so that was that's my number three, just because I've known uh, these people like their whole family pretty much the Ardiales clan. Shout out to you guys. I've been friends with that whole family since like '99. And uh, all of us have, you know, grown up together, watched each other party, have kids, family, and stuff like that. And then just to, I don't know, run around like a whole bunch of kids as adults is pretty fun. I was Yoshi. I love Yoshi. <laughs> nice. Like, nice. yeah, that was, that was my chance. That's what I, I saw. Yeah. Oh, I also won Mario Kart go-karting. <laughs> did you guys do battle or race at the go-kart place? Yeah, no, we did. Oh, banana pills. It was battle for sure. <laughs> nice. Because uh, there's a lot of bumping. There's, you know, our friend, uh, friend's daughter. She's 15. She was her and I were like head to head with each other and like. They did a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Mm, <laughs> Mario Kart Mario Kart <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that was so. That's my number three. That was a super rad day this summer. So. That's funny. I saw online that you can. Um, in Japan, like dress like the Mario characters and go on this like tour of like <laughs> driving go karts through the city of Japan and stuff, which Ooh. looked fun too. But it turns out you can just do Japan. it in town. Just yeah, drive, yeah. Just Adventure drive dress up yourself. Yeah. Adventureland. That's what it's called. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, and then we went to like a uh, we went out in public actually afterwards to uh, got to a karaoke bar downtown. Nice. Oh. I feel like you should have gone to what's the Denver arcade? I wish I had yeah. my reference straight. Nailed it. Teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I totally yeah. should. Walked no. in like that. You guys would have been like. <laughs> they would have been like, here's tokens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 you to stay. Exactly. That was fun. So I'm totally cool. down to dress up and act like a nerd. Cool. Awesome. All right. Sounds like right down. fun as hell. All right. Naomi number three. <laughs> okay. My number three is the. USA Olympic gymnastic team, the women's gymnastic team, oh, 2016. Cool. Nice. Nice. I know, I'm not even a sports person, but that's how Gosh. awesome these women were. Like, first of all, the diversity of the group is just like, uh, I was so proud of America. There was two black women, two white women, one of them was Jewish, and a Latina, a Puerto Rican, Lori Hernandez, she's 16 years old, she was the youngest. And their just their stories were just great, you know. They were just that's the thing I love about Olympics. Like I'm not even really a sports person, but I watch the Olympics for the stories, mm-hmm. you know, and just like these 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 people who work hard and um, perfect their their sport. And um, you know, uh, Ali Reisman, uh, the oldest one on the team, 22, she's Jewish. She's like an old lady in the gymnastics world. Like 22 is way too old to be competing. Yeah. And she walked in there and kicked ass. Like they they were talking about, can she redeem herself? Mm-hmm. And she went in there and gave the performance of her life. I'm looking at the TV, I'm crying, you know, tears coming out of my eyes, sobbing for this woman 
who just nailed it and killed it, and her floor exercise was perfection. And then you had Simone Biles, who is like could be the best gymnast the world has ever seen. And she came from a broken home. Her mom was a drug addict. Her grandparents adopted her, and she comes back to be this amazing, amazing chick. And then you have little Lori Hernandez, little Puerto Rican, you know, from the East Coast, you know, and and like whose whose family went without a lot of time so that she could so they could afford to to keep her in gymnastics and. I mean, I thought it was just a great testament to America and what America is nowadays. Like, we're so diverse. And then to see all these women support each other, um, support each other throughout the Olympics. They're holding hands. They're hugging each other. They're crying with each other. They're crying for each other. And uh, I just thought it was a beautiful moment in, um, in 2016, like something uplifting that everybody could rally behind. Yeah, it was great. And NBC just really does a masterful job of those stories, man, telling you the story behind the athlete, and it just sucks you in. They have a lot of practice with reality television. Yeah, just exactly. Being like, what's the story here? Let's crush it. Yeah. <laughs> you have four years to prepare. Let's get it. Yeah. No, but they do. They do great. And that was awesome. And yeah, what a great representation of a diverse America. Kicking ass. Oh, yeah. Yes. Women. Yeah. yeah. Diverse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Women. Killing so. it. If you don't see, like, a, you know, thing, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about women power. All right. <laughs> Except Negan. Except, Except for Negan. Except for being sexually assaulted. Which I guess is also a... Yeah. <laughs> thing you're like, wow, he's so sexually amazing. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's... Take the power back. It's like taking it back. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. a true yeah. feminist, yeah. and I'm yeah. sexualizing yeah. Negan right now. All right. So, you know. All right. Take that. It's the way to defeat him. Yeah. It is, yeah. That's how he's going to come down in the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Kurt, number three. All right, so uh, mine's, uh, this is a personal uh, one, but um, my wife took me to see the band uh, The String Cheese Incident at Red Rocks, and I'm not, I like I like jam music a little bit. Like, I, it's not necessarily what I go to, but I was like, all right, sure. Like, I like fun, and so uh, I have a... I have a head full of acid, and I'm. Oh, it's really good. And it's really good acid. It's the best I've ever had. And I'm dreaming at Red Rocks about world domination. That's just where my head is at. Uh, it's probably in my blood. Who knows? Uh, just scheming and dreaming, thinking a lot about bringing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys couldn't tell with my dat boy. Uh, um, but uh, dreaming of world domination and... Uh, then the band goes into a cover of Tears for Fears is Everybody Wants to w- Rule the World, which is the perfect theme song to being on acid at Red Rocks dreaming about <laughs> world domination. Because uh, I do want to rule the world, and it's like they were reading me. And now I'm a full-time fan of the String Cheese Incident. Never thought never thought I'd ever say that, but uh, that happened. All you got to do is... Good acid, it was good acid. No, it was really good acid. I'm a, who isn't? Well, People I mean, Red Rocks too, man. It, you can see pretty much. I don't think I've ever seen a bad show there. Yeah. Just throwing that out there, you know. I've seen I some have. mediocre ones. <laughs> Nas sucked there. Oh, really? In 2007. Oh. I was Nas. really bummed out. And the Wu-Tang. They don't know how to do bass there sometimes, so. Uh, it was, uh, now they're not allowed Rock anymore. Bells. I know. Bass Nectar <laughs> broke them, and then they. <laughs> That's the really favorite show I've ever seen. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Bring it down. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you weren't tripping. <laughs> I couldn't true. figure out what the winner of that story was. If it was the string cheese, oh, I think red rocks, or the acid. It's Kurt all the way. It's me. <laughs> Kurt. The only winner. I don't know. I just think it's one of the when all Kurt five all five elements form together. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yes. I turned into the the Power Rangers Dinobot. Yes. Exactly. That's what happens at Red Rocks, man. Magic. Yeah, you get some good drugs, you have some good music, and don't come home with with an awful sunburn. I've known my friends to do. Yeah. Or don't roll down the stairs and come home in an ambulance. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's why you go on <laughs> good acid and not bad meth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, my number three is uh, it's kind of basic. It's kind of playing off Karma's thing a little bit. Um, so we, yeah, sort of, sort of. Uh, so we ha- we did an episode about uh, Nintendo with our. Nintendo super fan Steve Bromby. So a couple weeks ago, he hit me up and said, "What are you doing Friday morning?" And I said, "Well, nothing." Maceo gets up super early. I'll probably be trying to feed him breakfast, watching TV. Want to go wait in line for me with me at Target and get the classic NES? And I was like, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> so my number three is the NES Classic edi- Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's damn near impossible to find right now. Yeah, but. It's like um, Christmas yeah, but it's just this little miniature Nintendo, 30 of the... Yeah, miniature original. Yeah, Nintendo the original, the classic NES, classic and games. it um, has like 30 games on it. Built into it. It has a cord that is not long enough to play. It comes with one controller, but still fun. So it's all the classic yeah. games. When Maceo goes to bed, me and Naomi get on. We play Mario, Metroid. Punch out. Punch out. We've been we've been really out. deep into Punch Out right now. Castlevania on there. Castlevania. Yeah. One and two. How many they games are on it? Thirty. Thirty games, man. So. Sweet. Skater die. No, no oh, skater, skater die. die. See, there's a lot of ones you're like, oh, those aren't on Tiny there. Tiny tunes. They got. No. Skater die. They got Excite Bike though. Final Fantasy. Yes. Kirby. Double Dragon. Mega Man two. <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. I mean, if you can find one. It's totally worth sixty bucks. Is there a cartridge that goes in? No, it's not. It just looks like it's like a miniature version of it, and it all the games are inside, no cartridges. Do you think they'll have an upgrade, like an upgrade patch? Like here's thirty they, more. They're new apparently games for not $50. supposed to, but what we think they're gonna do is just next year or next year they're gonna do the classic mini- or the NES. The that's NES. that's the everyone's Super should. Nintendo. So then Sweet. you could you could play Mario Kart, you know. So well, do they yeah. have? Uh, you said they only have one controller on it. Well, could, it comes with one. You could buy a separate yeah. one. Too. Yeah. That's the original controller. Yeah. No, it has like a newer, newer. Whoa, oh, 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 yeah, you can't plug it in all the controller. Can, but the controller itself is like just exactly like the old one. Can you buy a duck hunt gun for it? That's what they're missing, man. They need to do that duck hunt upgrade, you know. Because I, I bet you, you could plug that gun in and have the the games built into the gun or something, you know. Exactly. But um, there's a funny part the of the story about the extra. Controller. Yeah, there's a funny part about the. Chris extra. was in line to get this NES. Yeah. And you have to buy the second controller separately. And so, like, that Target got... I, I'm guessing that Target had, like, maybe 20 of the S- NESs or whatever. There was about 60 people in line. And they had one extra controller. <laughs> and then irony of the whole thing was, it was one of the dudes that didn't even get the NES. They got the extra controller, dude. Spite. Yeah, it was he basically outside, like... He's like, bitch, yeah, to start the yeah, 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was basically like a fuck you to all the people right, that right. got one. He's like... <laughs> Because, like, Bromby asked, he's like, do you have the extra controller? He's like, I don't know. I don't think we got any. And then, like, this dude comes, like, five minutes later. He goes, oh, yeah, we got one right here. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, empty-handed, he walked away with the controller right. just to say, fuck you guys. So. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> so, yeah, the classic NES, if you can find one, 
It's fun. If you can't, come play with us. <laughs> <laughs> come on over. We'll play some uh, one control. No two player games. Bring, so we bring get a controller. I'll, I'll keep my eye out for your Christmas. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Thanks, so, I guess yeah. you could buy like knockoff ones that'll work though. So controllers end up or controllers. Yeah, uh, they like made somebody made a I'm wireless sure they, yeah, one. Yeah, some I'm knockoff sure company. So yeah. I have the original console, so I'm straight. Yeah, so. Hell yeah. That's like saying I got it on vinyl, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's the. Going back to all four by wearing the black Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But cool. Respect. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> I wish I still had the old one, so. Yeah, me too. Me too, so. Damn. Make up for it, though. Yeah. Play, play the new one to your heart's delight. No, I'm like, gonna, I'm already like, I want to beat one game at a time, beat all 30 games, man. I got a plan. Yeah. Well, that's also a temptation for me to come watch Macy on one. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Yes, uh, yes, yep. yes. Yep. yes. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. Where's Macy? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're up to number two. Number two, alright. Number two. Yeah. Alright, well, I'm sticking with my theme, I guess, with uh, television and pop culture. Alright. Another enough. kind of big pop culture moment at the moment. Uh, we'll move the show at Westworld on HBO. Alright. I haven't watched it. I've heard I have, a lot about it. I have I've heard a lot about it. I've seen it. I've heard oh, thumbs down from Kurt. But yeah, I've heard a lot about it. So, well, okay. So and it's very divisive too. I've heard it a lot. It is. It is. It's a, so for those who haven't seen it, it's basically a show about an old west themed amusement park with robots and people, rich people, I suppose, uh, can just kind of go in and can act out their every desire. And they kind of sprinkle in a little bit of uh, mystery, some really dark themes, and a lot of kind of existential um, theories about what it means to be human and alive. Um, and it's, I don't know, for me, it's, I, I guess I just wanted to see something that was kind of mysterious, a, a mystery show that was like Lost when Lost was good. And uh, I'm kind of getting it with Westworld, so yeah. I enjoy it. Can't wait for tonight's episode. Can't wait for next week's too. All right, kill the buzz, Kurt. I, no, no, I, 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 won't, I, I won't. I won't. I, this is just my statement that I've been saying around town. I've never been. That's you? I've you? never <laughs> been more bored by something super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is just the slowest motherfucking show. It's slow. And I just don't function well in slow drama. Just don't. It's, it's, build, it's building. It's got layers. I'll I've heard there's all these theories and stuff. I'll give it yeah. the whole first season. Okay. And then I, uh, I'll commit the whole okay. first season, and then maybe I'll be like, nah, this is an MMA, MMA fight. I'm gonna tap out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we'll see if it's rising because oh, I mean, it, got, got, it, it is. Got, okay. It is. Yeah. I just heard it's, it's like super expensive, like super high expensive, budget. But it's show. also their highest rated show, I think, since Game of Thrones or something. Yeah. Like the first season wise, I don't know. Hmm. But it's uh, it's not that hard when every other network steals every other good show and you're not the titan you once were. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. They gotta they gotta hold on to something. Yeah. You know? But we got a new season of Curb coming, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> HBO still holds the belt. I think they still hold the belt, really. You know. How do you, how do you take it away? Right. Exactly. <laughs> how do you? Netflix, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they miss so much. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I recommend it. Okay. Check it out. Cool. Um, all right, so my number two, uh, three of my favorite things, travel, music, and, um, well, I guess two, sorry. <laughs> three, uh, I guess two road trips, trips, uh, was making a hungover brunch decision after UMS to join my friend, uh, Rubedo on tour, 
And if you don't know Orbedo, you should check them out. They're a local band of Three Piece. They're amazing. They're also super great dudes. Uh, but I ended up just hopping in the van with them to their four, um, or like three show tour. We did Grand Junction, House Party. I live painted at each show. So did that, went to Flagstaff, and then went to Phoenix. And we have mutual Phoenix friends, and uh, which is kind of how it all came about. So uh, yeah, being in a band with three dudes on tour for like four days was really rad. And I don't know, just. I like that kind of stuff, like learning how grimy I can be, which uh, I grew up with skateboarders and graffiti writers, so that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was dope. I loved it. We had a really great time. The house party, uh, people, it's funny to watch people like become fans of somebody when they're just like your homies and like watching these like college kids who are like, man, you guys are so rad. And like buying us, like we went to this like coffee shop the next morning and they like bought us our breakfast because they were like, oh no, man, you guys are totally cool. Got you on breakfast and coffee and like I don't know it was really cool. Uh, so yeah, hopping in the van. But then because of that whole adventure, reconnecting me to Phoenix, which is my second home, uh, and then led me to do an art show down there in October. So that was August when I went with Rubedo, and then October did an art show out there, and went on my first solo road trip, like longest road trip, and drove out to Phoenix. And uh, yeah, it was rad. So that like kind of just kickstarted my little gypsy heart wandering spiritness and then just I don't know hanging out with cool dudes listening to cool music cool painting to live painting, music painting to live music yeah painted uh, their spirit animals from based on their first album cover so yeah it was really rad that was, that was, that was a good soul moment for me so yeah the life of an artist yeah up and go cool. I like it it's no a dream <laughs> yeah. who wants to watch Macy well, and I go with karma on the next road right, trip right. Huh? Right. I'll do it, but you don't want me to. <laughs> we got the NES. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One controller. <laughs> uh, all right. My number two was Lemonade. I ain't sorry. <laughs> I ain't sorry. If you don't know what Lemonade is, that was Beyonce's album this year, and it rocked. Um, it was just. So she did an album and then she did like a visual album that they showed on HBO and it was basically videos to all the songs and then in between she had these spoken word pieces and I found out that the poetry and prose was written by Warsan Shire and um, it was like the Somalian poet and I, everything just fit together so beautifully and it, it just kind of rolled the line between just being like really gritty and really beautiful and artistic and and it's it's every woman's journey like every woman that falls in love with a man you know you guys are assholes and you break our hearts a million times Far out. And, <laughs> and Beyonce like put it to video and put it to music and put it to spoken word and it's just so empowering like She's got, you know, um, one of my favorite songs and videos on the album is uh, Don't Hurt Yourself, and that was the one that Jack White wrote for her. Oh, and wow. also, um, I didn't know that. yeah, and he's also in the, he's, you know, he you can hear him background yeah, singing. Yeah, I heard he was in a song, but I didn't know yeah. he wrote it. I think he did write it or had wow. something to do with I'm writing it. But it was just, it was amazing. The video, you know, she comes out and she's like got her cornrows and she's like, she's like ready to box. They're like in a parking garage and she's talking to this dude like she's ready to box and like, 
I just thought it was just so great. By the end, of course, she forgives Jay Z. That was this of bitch, course. Becky with the good hair, and <laughs> all this stuff happens, and she sticks around with with her man. Of course. But it was a, be- you know, it, it. She was angry. She was sad. She was sexy. You know, she was soft. Like I really. I really felt like um, all women could relate. Like all women could relate to this journey of, of what happens uh, when you fall in love and things don't work out, or maybe they do. And and you have so many sides of you. You have this side of, of this softness that you want to love this person, but you also have this like don't fuck with me side because I will cut you. I will slash your tires. <laughs> you know. And so <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. Like it's not just for women. Like I think men will get a kick out of it. A bunch of um, in the visual um in the visual album a bunch of cameos from like serena williams was yeah, in it yep, yep. and zendaya yep. and quavanjane wallace like all these awesome uh actors actresses sport people music people like i don't know it was, it was an experience and i kind of like what which said you mentioned it uh the long form video which i felt has gone out you know Michael Jackson was, of course, the king of that. Yeah. You know, you'd all come around, it was an event. You know, you'd sit around and watch, oh, you know, a couple of videos thrown in, Moonwalker, Thriller, Black and White, like that kind of stuff. But I thought that's what it really kind of reminded me of was, was that old school, like, long form, like, you know, I'm going to tell a story here and use songs, using songs and videos and other kind of, like, various media yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it was amazing. It was an experience. Like, mm-hmm. like I sat and that's watched it with my jaw dropped the whole time. Like, oh my god this is great you know when it was over like I had cried I had laughed I had like you know airboxed with Beyonce like it was <laughs> it was great I, I loved it so that's my number two the fact didn't that she oh sorry no, didn't she drop that without telling anybody she was gonna drop it too like it she like put it out without yeah. any promo like yep. it just boom no was on the internet yep no which I thought was really dope too yeah. like I was gonna say the same thing yeah so great brain yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's kind of the new way to do it man yeah and oh. her si- the first yeah. single that came out was formation and 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 she started like this big old um you know, controversy because she came out at the super bowl with formation mm-hmm. and it was like black panther-esque yep. and there was a bunch of there was two hashtags going around like the boycott beyonce yeah. uh, trump voters <laughs> and the other hashtag i stand with beyonce yep. you know and it, i just thought it was just a powerful and, moment and speaking of snl they did a, a, a skit about that which was great, called The Day That Beyonce Turned Black. Oh, that so is. All these white people <laughs> are like, what's happening? What? And it's like chaos is happening around them, oh, and yeah, fires and car wrecks, and they're just like, he, she's black. You know, they're, <laughs> oh they're, they're like tearing out their earbuds, and earbuds and stuff, and then the black people are standing around like, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Oh, they listen to Beyonce, and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's great. I mean, like five years ago, Beyonce, her brand, she was Coca-Cola, you know? Yeah. She was, you know wouldn't she was not risk taking or anything like that you know and i mean some of the best art comes out of pain and heartbreak and shit that happens and it was so cool to see her go that route you know and break that freaking coca-cola mold and like you said beyonce's black or yeah, yeah, you yeah, know beyonce i mean black. yeah With the vengeance man she came kicking down the door like fist in the air like she came out with a vengeance. I thought that was Slade. awesome. Totally. Slade. Yeah. yeah. That's getting captured. That whole thing. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Kurt. Um, so I, I had a number two, but I'm throwing it out because karma talking about uh, road tripping through the Southwest reminded me of something that I am an asshole for forgetting about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, in May, 
me and my friends through a music festival, and it was awesome. It's called Good Vibe Get Down. Uh, there's going to be more, but that's not my number two. My number two is on the road trip there, we stopped in Santa Fe at this place called Meow Wolf. Oh, I've heard of Meow Wolf. And, we're telling me about and it's that. a museum in a old bowling alley that George R. R. Martin put like mm-hmm. maybe two billion towards or a billion or something. That's a lot of money, yeah. And it is... Uh, it's like the best art museum I've ever been in. Like I was just skipping around like a five-year-old. Like it is a narrative story about a family that lives in this house and the father found portals to other dimensions mm-hmm. and you could go into those other dimensions and it's just creatures and there's a there's a light sound harp and it's just like, <laughs> it's I wasn't on drugs and it felt like I was. Uh, and it, it, I was giddy, I was running around screaming like, I, I've seen so many Instagram posts from that, and it just looks fucking unbelievable. And, and it, the, the Instagram posts, you're there, and you're like, oh, that's what they took a picture of. But it doesn't yeah. know justice. Yeah, I you're, imagine. It, I mean, if they look that fucking awesome. It's then it so immersive. Like, we were in, we, we entered this house. You go in this little house, and there's all this weird art and stuff. My wife picks up these books, and she's, like, rifling through them, and they're all handwritten. These books are all, like, handwritten journals, like, hundreds of them. All these artists poured in so much time. And while she's reading that, I'm like, fuck that. I just saw these people come out from a uh, chimney. They come out from a <laughs> chimney and into this living room. And I'm like, bye. And I just, like, went through this chimney. Uh, <laughs> it's the tri- trippiest, best art museum I've ever been to. Uh, because yeah. I like that modern shit. Yeah. But isn't that like a DIY studio as well? Like a collab- like artist collaborative? Like yeah, they have like art classes and like they yeah. have this big studio to like train kids on art. And Super innovative and like, yeah, I'm actually, thank you, because you reminded me, great <laughs> minds, um, that I need to go there. Because I heard, yeah, let's do it. It's next. six short hours. Yeah. To Santa Fe, which is and it's magical. Yeah, that's, that's my homeland. I, from New I spent like ninety minutes there because we had to get on to further in Arizona for our festival, and I was like, I could spend two days here just and not get it all. Meow wolf. Meow wolf. How big is it? It's a whole oh. bowling alley. Oh wow, that's an, that's cool. But like probably thirty different rooms. Oh wow, wow. so cool. Uh, I can't believe I forgot. So. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Comedy Bang Bang Season 5. <laughs> <laughs> Just got pushed to the honorable mentions. <laughs> All right, so my number two here is, it's actually, uh, it's a book, but it's actually, I listened to it in an audiobook form, and it is the biography, autobiography of No Effects, the, the punk band, and it's called uh, The Hepatitis Bathtub and Other Stories. Um, it's available on YouTube. You can listen to it for free. It's 12 hours, 12 and a half hours long. And I started listening to it, and I just got hooked, man. It sucked me in. Um, the very first line, I'm trying to cue it up, just like the first line, what, what, sucked, <laughs> what sucked me in. But um, <laughs> it's, like, told by the band, mem- the band members themselves, so, you know, it's them actually. Oh, like an oral history? Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. they wrote the book with help from, like, an author. Sure. But each chapter is, you know. They read their own chapters, tell gotcha. their own story, basically, gotcha. and like, you know, um, uh, they have oh, band members shit. that. Um, oh, that's it right here. But um, they have band members that. Uh, Chapter one, Mike. The first time I drank piss was on a fire escape overlooking downtown Los Angeles. In the course of testing my sexual boundaries, my then girlfriend, now my wife Soma, asked me if I had ever drunk another person's pee, and I said no. It wasn't something I was into, but how do you know if you don't try? <laughs> We're hanging out on the fire escape of her loft apartment. 
She told me to take my clothes off and lie down. Cold steel dug into my naked back as she squatted over me. She started pissing on my chest and then moved up to my mouth. I could hear the overflow <laughs> splatter on the sidewalk below. <laughs> Someone later sampled my pee backstage during a show we played with no use for a name. Before our encore, I went to the bathroom to do some coke with no use for a name's Tony Slot. Anyway, so... Um, God, I love that, Mike. Let me just say, there's no... Uh, nothing is censored in this thing at all. And it is the craziest... Like, how, how did... First of all, how are all four of these band members still alive <laughs> after all this, like, yeah. you know? But, I mean, when the first minute of the story is about having your crazy uh, future wife, wife, future wife, piss in your mouth, I mean... <laughs> While you're naked on the... It's, you're like, like, okay, where, I'm going to go on this journey, you know? I'm going to go on this 12-and-a-half-hour <laughs> journey. Um, but it's pretty great. They have uh, Jello Biafra and Tommy Chong reading the parts of the oh, band members that are no longer in No Effects. That's so, cool. and cool. they they apply a lot of sarcasm because, um, <laughs> like, you know, one of the band members like he quit to join a band that he thought would be bigger, and turns out they were nothing. And he, he he's very uh, looks back with remorse for quitting the band. You know that it got pretty. You know, I mean, they right. make a living as a punk band, and yeah. you know, have been around for twenty plus years and whatnot. But um, it's great. It's on YouTube. It's free. Um, Twelve and a half hours of your life. If you want to be entertained. Yeah, when did that book come out? Came up. Came out this year. It did come out yeah. this year. Okay, I thought you just listened to it this year. No, it came <laughs> out April twenty sixteen. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. I even got sucked into it, and yeah. I. I do not get punk rock, but it was yeah. just so compelling and weird and strange. Yeah, and I was doing work on the computer, just playing it out, and then you. Was I, like, what? Well, that's what right? is this? What? <laughs> that's awesome. Because I, I read the the oral history of punk. Please kill yourself. That book. That came, That book came out like probably ten years ago. Yeah. And I just read this year, and that blew my mind too. That was a really good book. Yeah. So it's it's great, man. It's very entertaining and. Um, it's just a great story, man. They're super honest. Like, it's raw, dude. They, I mean, they talk, people talk about being molested as a child. You know, they talk, they're open about their drug use and everything, you know. And, um, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, one of the band members is in recovery. You know, the others are active drug users. And they talk, they just talk about that straight up, you know. Right. And, like, it's just, it's interesting, man. There's nothing censored at all about it. And, yeah. God damn it was entertaining 12 like, and a half hours I didn't like, want it to end the last hour I was like nice. oh man and that should have been a show thing. instead of like vinyl or roadies or these well they do have the reality shows, shows I just mean like you know something that they could like create you know, well they do like have a reality no effects well, the reality show backstage, 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 backstage. I just meant like you know these, these, all these oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. about so. the rock business yeah. maybe they will yeah maybe they will you just need some anyways I enjoyed it this is my number two awesome hepatitis bathtub and other stories cool all right, so I'm getting it done with number one. All right. Finishing it off. First go. Um, all right. So my number one is, uh, I'm going to do a personal experience this time, you guys. All right. And mine is Tokyo. Going to Japan uh, first time um, back in May of 2016. And it's just some place that, it's the one place that I've always wanted to go since I was I was born a nerd and I've always you know just, you know just associated Tokyo with nerddom the mecca of sort of you know geeky culture and all that kind of stuff yeah and I was able to finally go this year and it was pretty incredible um, just going to these wonderful amazing places um, you know the food and the people and the culture and of course you know the the video games and the Things that I saw, like uh, Robot Restaurant, which was an example, which is just basically like, um, I guess you could call it like Cirque du Soleil on acid, but cheaper and <laughs> less safe. All right. 
Um, shopping in Akihabara District, which is the sort of video game mecca. I mean, you want to talk about classic NES. It's just brought the it's Japanese just rows, version back. Rows and rows of these buildings that have just, you know, each floor is a different store of, you know, um, movies and video games and toys, and it just keeps going and going and going. Completely amazing. Also, seeing like the temples and going to Mount Fuji and. I could go on and on and on. Um, there was one one night when we were just we randomly picked a bar to go into because it had cheap beer. We were looking for someplace to, to drink cheaply, and because Tokyo is expensive. And we walk in, and the owner was a Sri Lankan guy called King Amin, and he was like, "Oh, welcome to my restaurant. You know, guys, you know, sit down." And there was like there was us, and there was maybe like five people at the bar, and they were all dressed really nice. And he's like, "Do you guys mind?" But a TV show is going to come in later. And we're gonna, they're going to do a little segment at my bar, at my restaurant. Do you guys mind? And we're like, no, of course not. So that, of course, this person came in. It was the Discover Japan with Mr. Mr. TV or something. <laughs> and the show proceeded to be just basically like they had this guy came in with like a, a box with these unlabeled bags. And they would take something out of the bag and microwave it and then give it to the owner of the bar. And he'd have to eat it without knowing what it was. And that was the show. <laughs> I don't know if I trust that in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that's just, we, you know, got to be in a Japanese TV show and just, you know, all these, like, experiences that I've, you know, dreamed of my whole life. So. The only, only yeah. thing missing is Bill Murray doing karaoke, man. Doing karaoke. We went to that bar. <laughs> we did go to the, the Lost of Translation bar. Oh, that's, nice. It was pretty amazing nice. know, seeing that view and everything. So it's, uh, yeah, it lived up to the hype. All right. Nice. So. Yep. Awesome. Sounds cool. So Sounds really fun. Ichiban, number one. Yeah. Ichiban, number Top one. Uh, so, my number one for 2016, uh, for those of you listening that don't know me, I'm also an educator and I'm very passionate about it. And I really believe in kids and what they can do. I also hate when adults look at kids like they don't know anything until they're 18. That really pisses me off. So, I was really stoked to find out that just this last month, uh, a judge in Oregon did decide that it was okay for youth to uh, sue our federal government for climate change. Uh, I think that's like a huge, huge win for, you know, we're slowly progressing as a people and our ideals and things are changing, obviously, just about who we are, how things are run. Um, You know, kids used to not be able to even talk. Uh, Now they're like, nah, man, Uh, the world's getting real fucked up right now and we're not having it and I love it. Uh, they think part of that's the internet and having access to all the information that they want and being able to research and learn things on their own. Uh, so one of the kids, um, he's uh, actually from Boulder, and uh, 16. He's he's one of the main main kids that is uh, headlining this group of like nine to 20 year olds that are going to be going to court and suing the federal government for climate change. Uh, their whole premise was that the um, they have been. Um, their rights have been violated to life, liberty, property, and then the government has um, failed to protect their public resources, uh, which I think is dope. That's amazing. I think, um, you know, obviously it just barely got cold here in Colorado. It snowed in L.A. yesterday. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's, shit's going to get weird. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for all the little people that are the young, the young bucks that are out there trying to get their voice to be heard. So that's pretty rad. So that's my number one. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. And it's our fault that we're fucking shit up. I mean, the only people that have to live here when we're gone is our children and our grandchildren. So I think that's great. So my number one, let me go ahead and get up on my soapbox (laughs) for this one. 
Some high number one of 2016 is that white people finally got pissed about some racism. I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> welcome to, uh, I'm, I'm loving that people are getting pissed about it um, because it's been uh, my life forever and uh, any person of color who's had to live in this world. Um, it was like the Saturday Night Live skit with Chris Rock, you know, and the white people being shocked that Trump was elected. Right. Um, I wasn't shocked. I was disappointed, but I wasn't shocked totally. that it happened. Um, and I think, you know, with social media and the election and like, um, white people are really getting a front row seat to what is happening to people of color in this country and what's always been happening to people of color everywhere. I mean, Bob Marley sang about it in the 70s, you know, and college frat boys all own legend, and they all sing Buffalo Soldier, and they all sing Get Up, Stand Up, but do they know what that's about? Right, right. Um, weed, right? Weed. <laughs> it's about weed. Yeah, bro. Girls. It's about girls, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then, like, in the 80s and the 90s, you know, NWA and Public Enemy and, like, and, like, uh, without seeing it up front... A lot of, I think a lot of white people were either like, oh, you're just an angry black person, or you're just an angry Mexican, or they were like, I don't see color. Or and this liberal agenda. Racism is a liberal agenda. I hear that a lot, unfortunately. And I think like everybody, everybody got to see it up close and personal, all its ugliness this year. And honestly, the only way that it's ever going to change is if white people get pissed about it because they have access. White people, ha their privilege gives them access to, um, to places that we can't go. You know, like like they can be at the country club when Biff starts to talk uh, about, you know, the Mexicans that do his yard work. And like, they're actually there and they can actually say, hey, that's not cool or I don't share those beliefs and like those little moments that they can call out um, really is what's going to change the world because us brown people and black people have been screaming for years and we're often dismissed as we're just angry um, as recently as formation with Beyonce like yeah. that these same people were so pissed or like Colin Kaepernick like oh how, how dare you but then they're like well don't go on the streets and protest bro and then they're like no so yeah, it's. I mean, that's as recent as this year. So I think I'm 100% like with you on that. Yeah, and with the election, like, uh, you know, like, it was disappointing um, for me that Trump won as a brown person in this country. But I also found a lot of hope in the people who didn't vote for him, and the white people who didn't vote for him, and the people who are heartbroken and crushed, and all these white people saying like, "What's next? What do I do? I'm ready." You know, I just want to like grab those allies by the hand and just let's do this. Let's make something happen. So that was my favorite part of 2016. Uh, all right. <laughs> I like how silent the three white guys were yeah. during that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I mean, you're pretty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, the guy manning the booth. <laughs> yeah. Zach. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir, right? So I'm not going to rebuttal know. that. But uh, my, my number one feels pretty insignificant now, you know? Right. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were talking about Deadpool and Westworld. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I saw, this, yeah. I saw this comic book I liked. Yeah. It was pretty good. Exactly. Reminded me of spaceships. <laughs> 
All right. Kurt's number one. All right, so my number one is uh, also incredibly insignificant, but it's an album <laughs> All right. uh, by a guy named Justin J. Okay. He's, uh, he's um, a house music producer, um, but right. he uh, he's on this cool label called Dirty Bird. They're basically the best in house music, if you listen to house music. But he... Um, he clearly has been going through like a pretty spiritual journey and he's been taking live instrumentation and putting it with house music and he's got guitars and he's got live um like uh, brass and he's got live singers and he's been incorporating them all into this and it's this like really soulful like earthy like desert psychedelic house music which has never existed before and those are all words that i like separately and combined into one uh record it's pretty incredible uh it's justin jay his album's fantastic voyage um every song on it is like nostalgic and beautiful and has a real emotion that is thrown out there as opposed to just you know Hey, dance or meaningless lyrics. They all come from a real place. Like he's straight out of USC. He was making music for this label before he even graduated. And um, now he's graduated and he's doing some real special shit. It's, I feel like it's like, you know, it speaks to me very directly, this music, but I feel like uh, it's what people kind of must have felt like when um, like the sixties LA people started making the music they were like. Cat Stevens, uh, the folk shit, like saying real shit, but from emotional places about the world. And hey, there's there's a lot of hope and beauty and life and shit. Um, but it's it, so it's you know uh, I like that a lot better than uh, white people <laughs> finally recognizing race. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually I do like it better than well, fuck white people. Uh, he's very white. He's the most Muppet-looking human you could imagine, um, <laughs> and he's crushing it. So um, you brought it full circle from the, the, the Kermit-looking frog thing as your number five yeah. to number one of a, of a dude who looks like a to the Muppet Man. I do fucking love the Muppets. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Who doesn't? Who doesn't right? right? All right. Cool. <laughs> We're gonna come to my very insignificant number one. Um, so there was a lot of television that I enjoyed this year. So I decided to just go with, I was looking over the three shows I liked the most, trying to figure out what they have in common. Mm-hmm. And what they have in common is they're the eight episode. They're only an eight. It's the eight episode season. That's my number one. I like um, it. The Stranger Things, yep. The Night Of, and then Insecure on HBO. All eight episode seasons. And I don't know. I think it's just right. You know, it mm-hmm. just fits right. Have you ever watched a show where you know, like Jessica Jones or something, where you feel like those like last three Couple episodes they're just stretching it yeah, out. Like let's tighten up this story here yeah, and they just have to fill in time. Yeah, and so the fact that you know we have a two-year-old, we have limited t- television viewing, so eight episodes is just I can handle eight. You know, <laughs> right, right. And yeah, it's a good time to like just tell a good cohesive so story. So yeah, Stranger Things: The Night of Insecure Eight. And actually, we, we started watching that PBS Soundbreaking. Anybody else watch that yet? No. So it, it's a episode, eight episodes as well. So mm. we're like three deep, but I th- you know, it's, 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 I think it's rounding out really nicely. So, so my least important thing in pop culture is my number one, and it's episode. My time shows. is valuable, so I can only I afford like eight, eight episodes. I like shows or eight episodes. <laughs> eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That's that's, that's what I got. They don't have time to get bad. Yeah, that's they true. Don't. They don't, yeah. and they and they always leave you wanting that's more. That's true. They don't have time and to get bad. That's the best. They leave you wanting more. That's what they always say in like the screenwriting, you know, things or get you out know, all, get out all the yeah, leave the audience wanting more. Mm-hmm. So, 
So Love it. The eight episode good, season. Good so five. let's hit Should some. We let, do some honorable let's mentions? yeah, let's All definitely right. do some honorable mentions. Uh, just let me just uh, sound them off. Really. Why don't you For go, me? Demi? We'll go in circle if we have any. So. Okay, you start. All right. Uh, honorable mentions: uh, Pearl Jam at Wrigley Field, Daredevil season two, Luke Cage season one, uh, the Frank Ocean album Blonde, the <laughs> BBO album Mineral Love, um, a video game called Oxenfree, which is really amazing, going with that kind of Stranger Things Goonies vibe. Um, let's see, uh, a song called Astral Plane by Valerie June, which I think the single was released this year and her album comes out next year. Uh, the Silver Surfer comic in Marvel, at, from, from Marvel, which is still rocking. Uh, the Tripod Quest album. And then a personal thing for me is, once again, the uh, Night at Ophelia's Music Box, I think is what it's called, or Soapbox or whatever. Okay. Electric, soapbox. Electric Soapbox, thank you, Naomi. Uh, it's uh, Prince versus MJ, which is uh, done by some of the guys from the So What Night and that stuff. And so oh. just two DJs who uh, play, one plays Prince songs, one plays Michael Jackson songs. There's a live painter, and it's a, it's a really good night. So wow. check it out when it rolls around again, I think in May or June, whatever happens. So yeah, I think June. That yeah. sounds fun. It's fun. And night. awesome. Yeah. So that's cool. my Arbols. Cool. Uh, cool. I just have one. Peaky Blinders, I'm obsessed with it, and that goes, you reminded me with your short seasons, I was actually kind of bummed out, but then I was like, oh no, but I'm really excited, because you're right, it like fit everything about this whole, you know, clan of men over there that are hot and brutal, <laughs> <laughs> I love Ow! Murphy, Another so, thing, yeah. yeah, uh, but yeah, I just in general, two babies, I had a whole bunch of babies born to my friends uh. and like it's been really <laughs> rad plus there's two girls so shout out Violet and uh, the little Slovakia my friends had so stoked <laughs> yeah alright cool I had a couple honorable mentions uh, Bruno Mars 24 Karat Magic the album just came out ugh I love it. It's like a throwback to like 90s R&B. Like you can like hear some like boys to men in there or like some Roger and Zap or some, you know, some Belle Biv DeVoe. Like it's just got that throwback feel. I really love it. And then also um, the HBO series Insecure with Issa. I love that show. I think it's so great. And that's a good show. Um, Broken Pussy. That song was so catchy. Yeah. Like me and my husband were walking around the house. Brandon, it's the earworm. Ultimate earworm. Broken Pussy. <laughs> Broken Pussy. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's awesome. And Broken Pussy comes full circle. It's in the first episode, and then <laughs> it weaves its way back in in a very <laughs> creative way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch of stuff on mine. Didn't make the cut list because right. this was really hard. Yeah, uh, uh, first run. of all, people uh, talking about South Park again like it hasn't been good this whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, it has. Remember, <laughs> Berries didn't make it good again. Uh, Stranger Things, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I love that shit so much. Um, the uh, Teens of Denial album by Car Seat Headrest. Uh, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's indie pop. It's awesome. It's dark. It's sad. Uh, the uh, Mike Birbiglia movie about improv, Don't Think Twice. Don't Think Twice, that was a good movie. I really loved that. Um, the Turkish horror movie, Baskin. Uh, it's fucked up. It's on Netflix. It's right? on Netflix, and it is fucking fucked up. Uh, <laughs> being able to... It says it on the box. Being able to see the Misfits reunion here in Denver. Oh, uh, you went uh, to that? I, uh, oh, I had a ticket to the third day of Fish, of and I went, what am I doing at the third day of Fish when the Misfits are playing? <laughs> <laughs> and I sold it to someone and I went and saw the Misfits. It was uh, fucking awesome. Uh, and lastly, um, to play with uh, female empowerment, Kate McKinnon and Ghostbusters. 
Not the whole movie, but Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters. Kate McKinnon in general. In general. Kate McKinnon in too, that, man. That is, a, that is an emergence of a fucking talent that we will see for 30 years, and we will yeah. be one day be like, oh, like Kate McKinnon, she's a national treasure. And we'll be like, no, that's the Nicolas Cage movie. And they're like, no, it's a remake starring Kate McKinnon. <laughs> she was a tigress. She was a tigress yeah. this year. Awesome. Oh, yeah, and vice principals. No. Okay. Another HBO. Another HBO. HBO holds the belt yeah. still. But I don't know. FX is pretty strong too. I'm in. Uh, my honorable mention: the Atlanta series on FX by Donald Glover. Great transition. Fucking great. Yeah. Great transition. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. I, I, especially the second half of the season where it just kind of went crazy, and they yeah. did the you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to sell you on it, Demi. But um, uh, Broncos winning the Super Bowl. That was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Flaming Lips with the Colorado Symphony with my wife at Red Rocks. Oh, that, that was, was amazing. It was kind of a spiritual experience. Um, cool. I haven't watched all of Luke Cage, but just the fact that every single episode is named after a gangstar song. Yes, that's honorable right. mention. Nice. <laughs> um, cool. uh, I'm, I've also been listening to uh, Shockwaves podcast. It's a horror podcast. It's pretty good. I listen to it every week. Look forward to it on Mondays. Uh, Found Magazine now has a podcast. It's pretty interesting too. They um, they talk about some of the old finds they've had in these mag in the f- from the found magazine if you're not familiar with it it's basically this dude ha- if you find like a random note down the street or something send it into this guy and he publishes them in the magazine and stuff and they they've tracked down some of these like people that wrote these weird notes and shit and they they interview them on the podcast and it's pretty damn it, it's pretty entertaining and interesting and um also black mask studios it's a comic book company um they just started about. They started uh, about five years ago, maybe. They 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 put out like maybe a comic a month, but some of the titles they put out are like some of the coolest, most like cutting edge, crazy, awesome shit that's in comics right now. So anything Black Mask, you know, they they tra- they have like they tackle like you know they got like gay superheroes, they got trans superheroes, they got crazy kids that rob banks. Um, they're trying to bring all the their main characters together in like one title it's like their version of the avengers it's called the young terrorists and stuff so, i mean it's like very they're very like pushing buttons and putting shit you know pushing it to the max and everything and like they print it on awesome quality paper which is very rare for a 3.99 comic usually it's on a piece yeah. of shit paper but it's all printed on really quality stock and whatever and, and like uh the company's owned by a uh, couple comic creators and Brett Gerowitz from Bad Religion and Epitaph Records. He's one of the other founders of yeah. Hell Black yeah. Mask Comics. So anything, if you ever see a Black Mask logo, it's probably a good comic, so I'll pick that up. And that's my honorable mentions. And we're going to wrap this up with the low five. We, we're going to throw out, we're going to bring this high down a little bit. And um, <laughs> So I, I just said, let's come up with one low other than Donald Trump being elected. Because that's just a given. So um, other givens. Yeah, there's a lot of givens, but we'll see what we come up with. Uh, right. What's your one worst My one of is, is a little personal. Um, it's the closing. And, well, I mean, it reopened, but it's the closing and moving of the restaurant, Mexican restaurant La Loma. Uh, this right. restaurant was in my well, it was started by my family, um, and was you know, and they, they eventually <laughs> sold it off, but and they, they kept the, the giant portion of my great grandmother in the restaurant for a long time. She kind of looked like you, too. She did, right? Everyone <laughs> <laughs> said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they, 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 finally, uh, they finally sold. They, they were up on in the, in the Highlands area, the near 26th and, oh, God, Irving or something. Uh, that's probably not right. But anyway, um, 
they they did reopen though downtown, uh, which is fine. The, the restaurant lives on, but you know what's going to go there now is so disappointing because it's just going to be this enormous condo slash retail building that I think is going to be the tallest building in the north side if, when it goes up. Gross. It's yeah, going to be like forty <laughs> stories. And it's yeah. going to be enormous, and it's just you know I grew up there and I got priced out of my own neighborhood, and you know it's so hard to you know to find reasonable. Uh, living, you know, there, and so th- I think I feel like that's become like a, a monument to that, you know, mm-hmm. this this, uh, this gentrification. Yeah, yeah. bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. That's, that's my worst of and past dining. Okay. But yeah, it's it's that it's the it's the moving of, of this restaurant that like you know I grew up you know knowing about with my family and then you know this this monstrosity that's going to take its place. So, bummer. Yep, the dark tower. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, the dark tower. Uh, my uh, top worst thing of 2016 is current situation happening in North slash South Dakota with Standing Rock. Uh, this has been going on since April, and there has been like little to no coverage until I'm going to just take the gander, and there's more white people starting to go to the reservation and protest. Uh, with the indigenous people of that community who are fighting for uh, their land and to not have a gigantic um, pipeline put in that might, well, will eventually um, taint all of their land and water when there is inevitably going to be a spill. So uh, it's really disheartening. I have a lot of friends in the native community. I have a lot of friends from here. I have friends that are from Pine Ridge. I have friends that have family from there. So I've been able to see what's going on uh, pretty much since like maybe around like end of May-ish uh, happening at Standing Rock and like actually real-time footage because there's been no media coverage about it and I think it's just really disheartening coming from indigenous people and uh, you know I was really stoked about Obama there's been a couple things but man his silence on this has been really kind of pissing me off uh, especially just with this footage of you know and the things that he said that have come out of his mouth I think he's had a pretty good amount of integrity uh, throughout his eight years and he has not said one word and then to have like the freedom medals the other day you know right before Thanksgiving which is like a day of mourning for most native people uh, and to not even mention it and to pardon the fucking turkey like that shit is just so goddamn annoying like uh, but then the other part of that is colonizing mentality of the whole bunch of these fucking white kids that are going there treating uh, the grateful protests like fucking Coachella and um, you know uh, yeah it's really infuriating uh, the, the way that the military is becoming uh, or the police force being militarized and it's just really disgusting it's really it's really disgusting yeah. so I'm just Very like I'm, I'm, I'm like I've been actually dreaming about it and like having moments of like having to hold myself back from crying about it because it really hurts to see people fighting for something and having no voice for again you know so anyways but uh on a lighter other honorable mention note fuck bringing back the x-files if that's how you're gonna end it (laughs) (laughs) fuck you i'm sorry if you i have yeah i'm like i have my Mulder and scully earrings on me conroy i know you feel the same like I am so pissed off. Like, my friend Panama, who's a huge comic book nerd, too. You might have met Panama. He's friends with the cats over there at Mile High. But um, we were talking about how, like, Mulder would have never just that easily, like, slinked back into it, first of all, after everything that happened, okay? He was just like, 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, the ending, it was just, why would you do that? That was an eight like, episode series I didn't do. It was didn't horrible, it. and I'm so pissed that I watched it, and because uh, I've rewatched the entire series like four times. Wow. Like, nice. I, you, that's like Super my, fair. that's yeah. my nerd thing. Like, I have a whole series of jewelry that I dedicated to the X Files, uh, because I was a weird little conspiracy theorist since I was like nine. So, uh, <laughs> I used to sneak and like my little dial TV and try and watch X Files. So I was really pissed about that. So I'm, it, it why? I just why? Yeah, why? I agree. Money, <laughs> money. Yeah, I was gonna say that paycheck though. God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Karma, you want to know a secret? Huh? I uh. I went to a frat party, Halloween party, dressed as Scully. Chris was supposed to be Mulder, and he, last minute he was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't I do it. I don't look like Mulder. I think you mentioned that actually <laughs> on our yeah. podcast. You did. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's well, the other one. at least it was only eight episodes. Yeah, that's the good thing about the eight episodes. <laughs> yeah. True. If it True. sucks, it's only eight episodes. What if you went 22 deep on how shitty that was? <laughs> wow. that's Maybe it would have gotten better. better. Yeah, <laughs> too. It had potential. It could only go off. I do have to add a caveat to that. Uh, the monster episode was genius because it was true to X Files form with the whole like monster man. So just watch that one. That's yeah, all yeah, pretty much like if you're gonna watch any of 2016, that would be yeah. one. Just, just that one. <laughs> so awesome. Just that Those were my favorite ones one. anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my worst 2016. Demi kind of stole it from me in that little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the death of Prince. The death of the purple one. I was warming you up. Oh man. Oh gosh. I love Prince so much. I've always loved Prince. Been a big fan. I've always like he's just a musical virtuoso. And people didn't know that until he died. And then all of a sudden, everybody knew just how wonderful he was. Um, but yeah, it was really heartbreaking that he died so young, at 57, and that he died of. Opioid painkillers. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. an epidemic in this country right Something now. That, that yeah. was easily preventable. Yeah, like, he didn't have to die. He didn't and have what's to so die. What's so crazy is too. All these stories came out about him like pressuring friends to like quit smoking and yeah. do stuff like to be more healthy. Yeah. And the, but yet he fell victim he to, fell the, victim to this. Yeah. it. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly what opioid painkillers people fall victim to him because because their doctors give them a prescription to help with pain, and then before right. you know it, they're, they're hooked. hooked. Mm -hmm. And uh, Prince was a genius, and he had so much more to share, and I never got to see him live, and it was one of the things on my bucket list, and I, I just, I wasn't ready. I don't think the world was ready. No, I think he had so much more to give. So I'm sad about that. Yeah, that yeah. was a bummer. It's beyond a bummer. Uh, I'll go. Um, yeah. So in a year of horrible things, uh, there's one thing that stands above, and that's that fucking new Justin Timberlake song, Can't Fight the Feeling, from the Trolls <laughs> movie. It sucks so fucking much. It's like, someone was like, hey, you know that Pharrell song, Happy? Well, why don't you do that? And he was like, I don't know how. I suck. And they're like, do it anyways. And it sounds like he's licking troll asshole the entire time. <laughs> just the image I have is Justin Timberlake just... Huge fucking tongue right up a troll butthole, <laughs> and the song sounds like shit. And I love Justin Timberlake. I think he's a great pop songwriter. I think that he's never missed, except for uh, the song about can't stop sucking troll dick. <laughs> I fucking hate it. That wow. wow. That fucking paycheck. Yeah. That's probably more than his McDonald's. I'm loving it, money. Yeah. <laughs> How about Kanye rhyming asshole with asshole? Speaking yeah, but it asshole. works. It works for me. <laughs> 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 All right, I just did, I just did 
dead musicians in general. They, t- 2016 was absolutely brutal. Um, Lemmy, Bowie, Prince, Leonard Cohen, Five Dog, Glenn Fry, Sharon Jones, Merle Haggard, just the list goes on. And it, Leon Russell. Leon Russell, too. And it just got to Maurice White, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Maurice it just White, got to yeah. the part, it's almost at the point now where I kind of dread looking on Instagram. And when I see someone on Instagram, I'm like, Somebody posts a picture of an artist or something, like scroll down and thank God it didn't say rest in peace. You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, or like this album was released this day, thirty yeah. years ago or whatever. You know, so that's how bad twenty sixteen has been for musical deaths. I think so. Justin Timberlake's career. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's a dad dude. You know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make something Makes you soft, man. It's yeah, Johnny yeah. Depp. So Johnny Depp. I haven't even heard this troll <laughs> song either, so I, I, I don't really? know. I don't know the song he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, or maybe I have Yeah, you do because it's on my Zimmer playlist. Oh, okay. <laughs> when seventy-year-old okay. women, white women, love it, then that's the death of a song. Unless you're talking about <laughs> Hey Ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey Ya's eternal. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, we, 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 <laughs> our, our tradition is to ask our guests for a next episode, but I don't know. We have three guests, but um, any ideas for future episodes for 2017? Just you want to I've got an idea for a future low five. Okay. Okay. Um, the top misheard lyrics. Yes, that would, songs. that would be great. Just bring, all I have to do is just bring my mom in and put a radio on <laughs> and just let her sing. That's the whole show. <laughs> all right. Well, that's my brother, sport. too. Let's make it happen. Yeah. My brother thought free free falling was free holeless. So, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of works, though. <laughs> it kind of does work. How about, how about this, the sublime one? That your should brother. be a weird Your also. brother, too. Yeah, my brother, um, you know, in Santeria, when he says, I'll slap her down, my brother thought it said, I'll slap her bare behind. He was thinking about something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just more him interjecting yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Surprise that me. could be a really fun though five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> Do one of movies that haven't come out yet, but you think might be good. Or that might okay. Suck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can do mm, that. that works too. I kinda wanna yeah. do death to all hipsters just like the worst hipster stuff, you know. Okay. Horn rim glasses. Yeah. Uh, uh, beards. Uh, beards. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just think that'd be kind of fun. So five. So I could finally like talk shit about Father John Misty or something. You know. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> I saw a great meme on the internet on my corner of the internet. Let's bring it full circle. That said, Father John Misty is just Michael Bublé for people who shop at Trader Joe's. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go. That's a great. That's a great way to end this podcast. So um. Carmen, like, raised her hand. Oh, no, oh I absolutely, I have my hands under my legs, actually, because I'm all, I don't know off the top of my head. No, oh, okay. no, no. You went like no. this, and I was like, are she raising her hand? No, I was saying, <laughs> She's saying, wrap it up, just wrap it up. Oh, that's what <laughs> I was right. exactly saying over there. Yeah, it's 420. He's got places to be. All right. Um, <laughs> well, that was uh, a year of podcasts. We did 20 of them. 20 podcasts. Thank so you. That was pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah, thanks so for having me back. Thanks to the library here. We call it the Corky G. Corky G. And Zach and all the engineers that recorded for us. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, Big thank huge you. thank you. To Meet the Giant. Meet the Giant. This is our theme music. Thanks for delivering us into our podcast. It's yeah. out every time. Every time. And all thank right. you, listeners. Spread it around. Yeah. Keep, watch, keep listening. Write us a review, too. Yeah. yeah. iTunes. Good review. or bad. Yeah. We'll Stitcher. Yeah. We like uh, SoundCloud. Criticism. Yeah. We got <laughs> stickers, too, if you ever see me. Hit me up. Chris I'll give you a sticker. sticker. Yeah. Or if you see one when and you're taking a pee. A somewhere <laughs> around. You'll put it on your car. Yeah, exactly. All right. 
we'll see you in 2017. Bye-bye. Later. Woo!